Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how are you doing? Gavin Timms with REI Network. Welcome back for another episode. Today, I am going to be talking about the marketing that is actually working today in my business. Now, I'm going to be breaking down why I choose what I do in my marketing methods and why I do it. I'm going to break all that down for you in today's episode. Just before we get going, uh, make sure you give me a like, subscribe, okay? Share this to as many people as possible. That would be awesome. I appreciate you all again for, you know, uh, watching and uh, checking these videos out. So, let's dive straight in about marketing that works today. Now, we have proactive and reactive marketing, okay? They are kind of your choices, right? Proactive meaning they're your forms of door knocking, okay? Cold calling, text messaging, right? Where you actually got to go out and you create the leads yourself in a proactive way, right? And then you have the reactive marketing, which would be more like direct mail, Facebook, PPC, which is pay-per-click. They would be more them methods where then people are calling you to sell, maybe calling off your yell letter or your postcard or again, your online presence or your Facebook ads, they're going to be calling you. Now, obviously, they are a better quality of lead. I'm not going to deny that, but you have to look at the costs okay, of that. We're going to kind of look and talk about that as we go through this. Now, my number one source of marketing still to this day has been since probably the last four years is cold calling for me. So, what I do is I go and pull lists, uh, different types of lists. Could be absentee owners, tax delinquent, code violation. It could be uh, water shutoffs. Whatever I can get my hands on. There's no such thing when it comes to cold calling, I guess, and texting where you have niche lists, right? You can create niche lists still, but you need volume when it comes to them proactive marketing pieces because you're if you're using dialers and VAs. You're going to burn through a lot of data, so you need to keep feeding the machine, right? I teach this where just think of it as like you build the machine and then you keep feeding it records and it keeps spitting out leads. And that's kind of how I have it built, especially in cold calling. So I have, you know, four or five cold call VAs that are calling in multiple markets for me, generating leads every single day. I have my lead VA then that keeps them lists and keeps refreshing them lists, bringing them into the system. And I can literally operate in any market, generate leads in any market within probably 24 hours. So that just gives me time to pull the list. I, I, I would say probably the same day, but let's just say the next day. That's how quickly that I can feed the data to that system and then it keeps giving me leads and that is my number one that's why i like cold calling okay and if you're brand new sometimes you you can't afford vas right now so you want to you you've got to do it yourself right i talk in episodes about how powerful the phone is and you and you'll never beat it right you'll never beat the personal touch the personal conversation with your sellers actually identifying what them core things are right their motivation situation their timeline the condition of their property their price right how long do they one, are they trying to sell fast? Have they got time? What's the condition? All of these things that the cold callers are going to be finding out for you. So when you get on, you go deeper into that conversation and then obviously make that offer. So cold calling is still kind of send my number one, uh, one that I think everyone should be doing. And it's something that you can outsource very easily to a, a VA that you're going to be paying about $5 an hour. You know, they, they might work four hours each. You could have two, three, four, five of them as you build and you're then generating leads that way. All right. Then there's texting. Now, texting something 
something that I've just stopped recently. I find that it is now very difficult from the legality side and also the deliverability rate. So a lot of the companies now, the text companies are now making you jump through a lot of hoops from the from the legality standpoint. I don't blame them because they don't want us to get in trouble. But by doing that now, the deliverability rate is dropping. We have to put opt-out language in and the text message in. And it becomes very difficult because if I'm sending out 600, 700, 800 text messages and I'm getting one lead and I'm paying a VA to do it and and then half of them aren't even getting delivered, then it's a problem, it's frustrating, and it's a constant thing that I've been working on with my clients. Like, look, like every day it's something else, something different, and it's been a real struggle. So I think if you're if you're doing maybe 100 texts a day to a niche list like a driving for dollars, and you're spreading it out over several hours, then I'm sure you're gonna be fine. But if you're going to the platforms where you send out a lot of text messages to try and stay compliant, the deliverability rate sucks, which means then the lead flow drops, which means your cost of lead goes up. That is why right now, until I have a better solution, I have stopped text messaging. And I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about, again, proactive outbound text messaging, not text messaging when they're in the system. So let me just clarify that. If it comes in as a lead and we've had conversations and then I text them, that is completely different to uh, pulling a list, skip tracing it, and then outbound texting it. So I'm not saying that it's dead. I'm just saying that I'm not currently using it because of them things. Okay. Then we have direct mail. Direct mail is coming back around. You know, your response rates, depending on where you are in the country, are probably going to be anywhere between half a percent and one percent as a rule of thumb. So you've got to make sure that you are doing enough mail to warrant getting them phone calls in, still bringing them in the pipeline. They will close faster, but you need to make sure that you're staying profitable. So you need to be tracking your KPIs, which are your key performance indicators to make sure you know which marketing channel is working. And that goes for cold calling, texting, direct mail and all other platforms. You need, there's no point in going, great, we just made 20 grand, but we spent 18,000 doing it and you made a $2,000 profit, that's obviously not good enough. You can't run a business that way. So you need to be tracking these numbers, but direct mail is a good reactive marketing piece where they're calling you with distress. Sometimes it's gonna be take me off the list, don't mail me again, but you will get some activity. Now you've just gotta think though, 1%, 1.5%, depending on where you are in the country. Not many people will get over one, maybe you are, then great, good for you. And I'm talking about houses, not land here. I'm talking just houses uh, for them direct mail pieces. Uh, when we do land, we do see a higher response rate, maybe like two, three uh, percent with the direct mail, uh, but less people are probably hitting them. Okay, so uh, but for the houses, that's kind of what you're looking at. So you can't be doing you know 50 pieces a week unless again it's to a niche list with personal messaging. That's different. But if we're doing mass of th 2,000, 3, 4, 5,000, uh, they're going to kind of be your response rates. Again, you need to be tracking what's coming in. It is nice when they're calling you and you're not calling them. So I will say that. Uh, on the on the cold calling and the text front, you're going to be looking at about 90% or more of, uh, of follow-up to get deals done because you're reaching people that are really cold. That's why it's cold calling. It is a cold lead. They've not even thought about selling but you will hit the home runs as well where you can make a lot of money really, really quickly. So um, that's on direct mail. Then we move into uh, Facebook and PPC. Now, Facebook and PPC over the last probably four, five, six months has changed dramatically. Uh, what you'll see is a lot of people in our industry, some of the top wholesalers in the country are going nationwide. Well, why are they doing that? It's because the cost per lead. 
of PPC and Facebook, okay? It becomes very difficult when you try as cold calling. I can literally narrow it down into an into a, a subdivision. I can go into a zip code. I can go into a county, go narrow and deep within that county or them zip codes to generate leads. Now, when it comes to uh, PPC and Facebook, you're going to pay a lot of money to be able to do that. That's why the nation model started to go because we could get them the cost per lead, right? For instance, PPC may have gone from, let's say Phoenix, because that's where I'm sitting right now, was probably five, 550 per lead on PPC for Phoenix. If you were marketing Phoenix, if you go nationwide or let's say over six, seven, eight states, uh, you're probably looking about $85 per lead. So you can see the difference there of why it was a play, not because people wanted to do nationwide, some did, but some did because we can't survive doing it at this cost per lead. We're not making enough profit margin to keep the business going. So therefore, they will go to uh, that national model. And that's the same again with Facebook. So you'll see people in our industry teaching it. Again, it's something that I don't teach. I don't know enough about. I would recommend, especially with Facebook, that you go and, and PPC, that you go and actually hire someone to run them ads and campaigns for you. It might cost you a thousand, fifteen hundred as a retainer, but it's worth every penny because the algorithm is changing. Videos will be shut down and you will have absolutely no idea why. You're going to spend hours a day trying to figure it out. And again, if you're not on the phone, you're not making offers, you're not making any money. So it is worth that $1,500 spent to make sure that you get rid of that. Okay. So you need to understand if you're doing that, uh, that nationwide model, what does that bring? What are the problems does that bring? It's actually easier, believe it or not, from an acquisition standpoint. So to find motivation, it's easier. To lock up deals, it's easier because obviously you're going wider. But the problem is, is disposition. Actually selling the property can be a lot harder on a nationwide model. Just, just think about it. When I'm cold calling in my counties or in my zip codes, I already have relationships with buyers there. I know what they want. I know what they're buying. And I can then get a deal and sell it to them. And it, and it happens pretty nicely and, and easily. If I go nationwide, I might be in California one minute, Florida the next, Mississippi the next, Kansas, uh, St. Louis. And obviously, I can't go and prep buyers in all of these places because it doesn't make sense when I don't know where the lead's going to come in at. So you do need better negotiation skills to lock the deals up, but they are easier again, because you're going to find more motivation. But then when it comes to disposition, you're not going to be able to move the deals as fast. It's going to, you're going to have to then dig in, find, you know, network with realtors, property managers, wholesalers, uh, cash buyers in that area where that property is to then get it moved. You're going to have to keep looking for new title companies unless you do a nationwide title company. And I have mixed reviews on that. I think they are, they can be good because they'll close everywhere but they're not as efficient. They're not fast as a rule of thumb, in my opinion, that I've seen um, versus your local ones. So there's just a few things that, that you need to be considering uh, when you're doing PPC. So you've got to be better on the phone in terms of diverse to, to high end markets, low end, depending on obviously where you're picking and what states to go nationwide. You've got to be better on the phone, easier to lock up deals, harder to move them. You're going to have to focus more on Dispo to get paid, but it definitely is a model. Uh, but I just don't see, especially if you're new, you coming in going, I'm going to focus on Phoenix for, for, for Facebook ads because you're going to pay through the roof or you're not going to get any leads. So, you know, back when Facebook started, you could be spending $5 a day, 20 bucks a day, and you'd be getting two, a couple of two or three leads. It isn't like that anymore. 
uh, obviously more people are doing it and uh, the prices uh, shoot up. So and that's the same for PPC as well. PPC is probably going to cost more than Facebook. Uh, yeah, it's probably the most, you know, the highest uh, cost per lead is PPC. But again, when people are Googling you, sell my house fast. They are better leads, but you have to answer that phone immediately because the internet, guess what it does? When you search summer house fast, do it in your area right now, boom, several come up. You go call one, they don't answer, you call a second and you're going to go to whoever answers and they're the ones that are going to get the deal. So if you're going to do a PPC, you've got to get on the phone immediately, calling back directly or answering the phone live. And that's the same really, not just for PPC, but also for direct mail and Facebook ads. You've got to be answering really quickly to to be able to do that and that's why for me i like the cold calling aspect and i did used to like the texting and niche and, and some of the direct mail because i can really focus on what i want what my buyers want what i'm looking for if i'm looking to flip or take properties down myself i can really be niche in there okay and obviously another one should be networking that goes to say networking is where it's at you've got to be networking it doesn't matter if you're virtual local uh it doesn't matter if you're you should be meeting local people even if you are virtual, because there's always leads. Someone knows someone leads to more money and your network is everything. I've moved so many deals from communication and network because the people that I know for clients, for me, my business, if I can call on people in the industry that I know in their markets, I can get deals done fast. And that's what my goal is for my coaching clients is if they bring me a deal, I don't always stay in the middle. It might sound silly, but my goal is number one is to get the deal done for them. If I have to remove myself because I have a contact there where they have buyers and they can move it faster, then I'll put them together to get the deal done. Obviously, I don't make any money, but I've done my job and I've got deals done for a client that's paying me, right? So I, I, that, that's just. That's just the way I like to do it personally. Okay. So anyway, hopefully this helps, but that is what's going on in my business. That's what I see in the marketing right now with what's happening. And uh, again, any feedback, any disagreements, anything you want to add, whatever it is, again, it's just an opinion, but drop them in the comments. Okay. Make sure again, you like, subscribe. If you're interested in working with me, go to reinetwork.com slash join, and we can get on the phone and talk about that as well. All right, guys, appreciate you. Have a good week, and I will talk to you soon.